All right. <laughs> the happiness of the what? The category. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to take a breath and start. Hello and welcome back, everyone. I'm Alex. I'm Ian. And you are listening to the Win Lose Watch List podcast, the movie review show where we explore the highs and lows of cinema in the most chaotic way possible. Each episode, we decide whether we'll watch something universally acclaimed, universally despised, or something we just want to see by running a random number generator. So join us as we put both our own sanities and yours in the hands of fate. And lastly, Ian. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, it's uh, it's a pretty late night here. Uh, and we're uh, we're recording around ten thirty p.m. essentially, which is like few hours three hours later than what we usually do yeah i it got a little bit delayed because i got stranded in a parking garage for a little bit uh me and my friend me and riley uh, riley former, <laughs> former star of the show famously Honestly, known can, for his norm of the north episode right yeah for he was on the norm of the north episode uh we went into the city into the big the big p the big uh pittsburgh is where where we went uh that is what the, that is what pittsburghers call it is the big p uh, the big p the, the big <laughs> that's what it's called i'm pretty sure that's what they call yeah. it so you're stuck <laughs> in the big here you were stuck in the big p and it started storming and we were like "Ooh, we need some cool pictures and we took some cool pictures and then the storm hit us we had to run back to our uh the parking garage and we uh absolutely lost the ticket to get out of the parking garage oh you lost the the, like the the ticket like when you go in like you get the ticket yeah like you when you go go in you get the ticket that you have to retrieve to get out of the parking garage for the gate to lift oh geez and then there was no one and then there was no one there we we ended up having to like walk to our car uh (laughs) and then uh, just tried to have to like drive it out. And we had went down to this lobby and there was no one there. So we just waited in there and like, there was like a security desk that was unmanned because someone wasn't doing their job. <laughs> so was there's like, yeah, I'm a security officer. And I went home and took a nap. So there's no like lost ticket fun- like button when you're leaving or something and you just pay so like the we, next price. So that's, that's the uneventful ending to this story. Oh, no. <laughs> that we finally got in. We were panicking. We were looking all over the place for a number to call, for someone to come and find us and help us and save this. Save us. And uh, now we just like had to hit the button on the machine and it was like <laughs> eh, and then and we were like we were like what does that mean is security coming and then like someone like someone's voice popped up and uh on the machine and they're like hello and we were like we need help and then some like a real person walked up and was like i can lift it for you <laughs> <laughs> it is i the savior of your nights i can lift the gate Listen, it was confusing it was a panic <laughs> Did he also talk in the Christian Bale Batman voice? Yeah, he was wearing hockey pads, though. (laughs) (laughs) So he's not wearing hockey pads. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, I had a much more eventful night than you did. Uh, It's actually, I'm kind of happy because I had to wait for your whole car ordeal, which is totally fine. I started just writing creatively for like the first time in years, and I like 
just happened to come on an idea that I think is pursuable. So in the weird way that the universe works, like I was able to sort of get a creative idea by you and Riley not being able to pay <laughs> pay your parking in a garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you actually like have like skills outside of this and like don't have to try to be creative all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. That's true. I but at the same time, so like I don't have I'm, I'm I don't have to be creative in the artistic sense in my job. But mm. oh yeah 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 because of that. It, I, yeah, it I guess I, I didn't mean it as like no, 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 no. I'm not like coming. I'm not coming after you. Yeah. But because I'm not able to be creative in an artistic sense, there's a lot of times where I feel discouraged to be creative artistically outside of my own work because it's like sometimes I'm just so spent mentally where it's just like I want to lay on the couch with my legs spread open and watch five episodes of BoJack Horseman back to back to back. Like, but also when you're what when you're like spending five days watching art you absorb art and like that i think that impulse like all the art you you intake you stew into a cauldron and like a mix of it like everything you intake and that is like your creative fuel and then yeah like it's almost inevitable to like have some type of impulse like that uh whether you act on it or not and yeah, I think definitely like my obsession with David Lynch that's been pretty well documented on this show since I think one of the first episodes where I said that I had started rewatching Twin Peaks from the beginning to watch all of it for the first time. I've become very enamored with him as a creative mind. I, I, oh, obviously, yeah. like his products can have their own faults and there's definitely things they're not perfect in their own rights. But the way that that man comes up with ideas and puts He's them to screen. Fascinating. And not he just screen, like, but also his paintings and his music and mm-hmm. his freaking sculptures that he makes. The guy just comes up with stuff and just puts it out there. And he, he does doesn't like, really care about making the next greatest thing. He just does it. But after that one went a bit, I've become really sort of enamored with how he talks about getting ideas and like really just focusing on the pleasures of daydreaming and just trying to open your mind to other things, whether it be artistically or whether it just be in my own job, in my own work life. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Without a doubt, he's super fascinating. Like I, it's crazy. Like he does like transcendental meditation, Mm -hmm. transcendental meditation. And he gets a lot of like his like ideas from that. And I saw one of his paintings was like, of like consciousness or like his soul soul, and it was just his envision of it it was really cool his paintings are nuts i I got a painting book of his in my like one of my furies of just buying david lynch stuff and it's incredible but uh yeah there's a there's a great youtube video it's like eight and a half minutes it's uh it's called eight minutes and 30 seconds of david lynch being a madman and if that doesn't make you love him and just his outlook and what he does and how he's able to create, then you're not going to love that man. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. But that's uh, that's where I've been. I'm actually pretty excited about you not being able to get out of a parking garage. That's great. <laughs> it, it worked out, so I'm excited about it, too. It was a fun yeah. story. Little little adventure that was boring at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> but uh, we, we, I somehow, in my ever astounding graces turned it back into movies because that's all I can think about. Yes. <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, also like, it's nice to be creative because I assume that if I'm able to write something and come up with something that you will be involved in it, which will be like the second time on camera that we will have done it. Like, obviously this is a creative <laughs> pursuit, but doing like the, the short film with you 
two years ago was also really fun. I was just talking, we just, uh, one of our friend's girlfriend just, uh, saw, uh, the little short film we made for the first time. What's it called? It's called Lev. Vesuvius. <laughs> Le Vesel. Yeah, it's a foreign right. film. We, we made I a foreign film. Uh, parentheses, dishes. Uh, it's a little, little indie film on YouTubes. On the YouTubes. It's, it's a foreign film. A foreign <laughs> indie film. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's foreign for foreigners. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess there's also no we're the, dialogue. We, in we're it. the foreigners. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. <clears throat> no, but it's it's fun. Being creative is fun, and like if you're listening to this, like I don't know if you haven't been creative in a minute, just sit down and literally just let your mind explode on a page. Like it doesn't matter if you come up with anything interesting or not. Like just write what you're feeling. Think of something yeah, sometimes- interesting that you've seen, and literally just write it down and describe it, and you'll find your mind going interesting places if you let it. Yeah, sometimes either writing or if you're like an artist or something, I think it's really helpful to just like start moving your hand on a piece of paper, like mm-hmm. with a like a pencil on a piece of paper and just like start like even just doing the motion of writing, even if it starts as nonsense, that like activates like a response in you to like actually create something and then you can build off of that. Yeah, like I was able to come up with, an idea that I really like, I'm not going to say whether or not it's good, but I really like it. I was able to come up with that by just starting by writing down. I had looked at my fridge and I saw that I had set a pot up there to dry because I didn't have any space to put it to dry on top of my fridge. And I literally just wrote that down and described what was happening. And it led me into a waterfall of this like great idea that I had stumbled upon. I think, yeah, I, I think literally everyone is like the difference between like a like a, create it, it sounds so like <laughs> pathetic but like like a creative like aspiring like person mm-hmm. and a not one is the creative person like or like the artistic person writes everything down and like but like everyone has like they like things worth saying just not everyone says it and that's okay like there's yeah. just like people that just like don't and, and necessarily I think- even ha- think they have something worth saying but probably do and far be it for me to tell someone how to be creative for a guy that just sat down and wrote on three pages of notebook paper for yeah. 30 minutes a few seconds yeah, ago. But I, I do think it's important to not get married to any ideas in that crucial sort of like introduction phase, you know, like right. when you're really trying to latch onto something. And I think it's easy to get really lost in the weeds of details. Like, right. And if, if you're really good at coming up with details, then stick with that. Like, I, I'm just saying shit, like, don't listen to me. But right, exactly. I think if you struggle with details normally, because I also do, I think not, not focusing on that in the moment and really just finding something that you can latch onto and seeing if it's feasible, I think is very important. And also being willing to let it go if it doesn't work out, I yeah, think is exactly. also important. Yeah, just like killing your darlings and all that stuff. But yeah, just like, also, if anyone's actually listening, like, don't listen to us about advice about any of this. We're not experts. If you actually want to like do stuff, there's a lot of, I've been using, I'm not going to say it because it'll sound like a sponsor and we're not, we're not going to give away sponsor. Yeah. Unless it's two. You're going to have to, you have to cough up some money. Except for Tubi. 
Yeah, <laughs> Tubi, except for Tubi. <laughs> How Tubi's much got our back to for us to tweet for them earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <the other> day. <laughs> oh. No, they're so, they're just speaking of Tubi. Yeah, speaking of Tubi, I be creative, get ideas, pursue them, do something interesting, whether it be something in your job or something artistically and whatnot. Just learn to open your mind to things. Now, or do good in other ways. Tubi. <laughs> do, good in, do good in the world. Let us tell you about Tubi for a second. They're not a sponsor it's got quite at all. A track record. Yeah, it's a friend of the podcast, but it's not a sponsor because I think we've been able to watch like 20% of what we've been able to watch on this show just because of Tubi. Yeah. And it's a free, it's a free streaming app that uh, has some real garbage on it. But at this point, rivals Netflix. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't know. There's some absolute trash on there. Like any like sort of like goofy, dumb movie you've heard of in passing through the years, like it's probably on Tubi. We watched Laquisha on Tubi. Um, mm-hmm. and there's something else that we watched on Tubi. And absolute trash. So when I put the happiness of the Katakuris on the list, um, I had seen the poster on Tubi um, after watching Lucretia, and I was like, "This poster just looks interesting. I don't care if this is good or bad. Let's put this put let's put this on there." So I w- I went into this movie relatively blind, which the the happiness of the Katakuris that is, and I think you did too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. I didn't know a single thing about it, and boy, do I still not know a single thing about this movie. <laughs> this movie is bananas. It's not. And it's it, so much. I think after talking so much trash on Tubi, I do think it is important to say that, like, at the top, I don't think that this movie is bad. It's highly enjoyable. It's very good. It's very quirky. But it's far from bad. It's very well made. But it's not yeah, bad. Yeah, it's like B-movie, like, trying to, like, it's it's got cheese. And it's, like, doing a lot it's 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 trying There's a lot, lot going it's trying on. to do a lot of ones. like what is this movie it is like a it's horror, a horror comedy musical claymation romance, claymation romance with like surrealist with like visuals at times and deception like weird editing like it's crazy yeah there's no one way to describe this movie which is it's it's kind of like a little like treasure in that way, you know, like you just happen to find it. So uh, I'm give the... this movie a nickname. You like, what? cause it's like, like a, like it's a friend of mine. We've spent some time together, me and this movie. I'm give it the nickname. I'm gonna call it bonkers. Bonkers. <laughs> it I... is bonkers. <laughs> it's bonkers. <laughs> it's bananas. It's bonkers. It's any crazy B word you can think of, but this is a movie directed by, I believe it's pronounced Takashi, Takashi Mike. Takashi Mike, he's a Japanese director. Mike, yeah. Guys made 102 movies in his entire career. That's Jeez. nuts. 102 feature films. So this is one of them. And I've seen one other of his movies uh, called Yakuza Apocalypse. Uh, oh, it was, I've heard of that. It was equally weird. Uh, less musical, just as weird. But uh, I also, I watched this movie... I was like, I tweeted out like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie today. And then later that same day, I saw Arrow Video tweet out saying, happy birthday to Takashi Mike. It's he's made 102 movies. And I'm like, wait, what? Am I watching this movie on this man's birthday? 
how cool that's awesome so, long story short i watched that on his birthday that's really cool yeah i think this movie like it's it's not like like top of the line it's not great or anything like the acting is like rough and cheesy sometimes and they're not like but the that's what performers. makes it but, okay exactly. so the acting is rough and cheesy but, but that's, that makes it great i'm glad movies like this exist i'm glad they're out there and mm-hmm. people are doing weird things like this right it it's not this crazy drama that's like this was my passion project to write about what my late thirties were like, you know, like it's nothing like that. It's, it's a very just fun movie to throw on. You throw it on with the boys, watch a musical with the boys and it'll be great. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be fun. You told me to watch it with like friends and stuff. And I tried to like schedule it. Right. But Mm -hmm. I ended up watching like the first half. (laughs) I started it sitting down calmly. Uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this movie today. Like I watched it today. And, uh, about halfway through, uh, like two people wa- walked in and they like started watching the movie with me. And I, when they walked in, I was standing up at the TV, like moving and dancing with <laughs> during with one the of the musical TV. numbers. Dude, yeah, Dude, I got into it. I was like, I'm rocking with this movie. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So, so I, like, it's one of those oh, movies God. that's fun with friends. But you don't need the friends. Just have fun with it. Yeah, just have a blast. So I had texted you to watch it with friends. Um, I, I Can you guess at what point of the movie I was at where I decided to text you that? Um, I can't remember. There's so many parts in this movie. I don't – there's so much happened. I don't, it was I don't literally know. in the very first scene where the alien takes out the girl's uvula when she's about to eat some soup yeah. and her head yeah. falls in the soup. <laughs> and if you yeah. haven't seen this movie and that statement sounds bonkers to you, it's because it is. <laughs> like, And then like you just – I don't know. And it translates from real life to claymation and the aliens flying with this uvula and it turns into a heart. And I was like, yeah, Ian's got to watch this with friends or something. It's going to be really well enjoyed as a group. It hits so many different like tonal, like it has so many different tonal shifts and weird. It has so many like aspects to it that you forget that some exist. Like I forgot about the claymation part for like, (laughs) it wasn't in the movie for like, like an hour <laughs> and then like it came back towards the end and i was like i forgot about all this like it, this movie did so much and it did it like just did all of them fun yeah for it to like it's hard to say that it did it well did it super well yeah but it did it fun and that's it's it's interesting to think about it critically right because like if you're still having a good time and you walk out of that movie and you're like i enjoyed it it still did it well, but it's not in the sense that it's like technically well. Like if you're looking at it yeah. from a super analytical mind, it's not the best thing ever, but you can have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And there were some funny gags, like there were some funny jokes, but there were some that like I feel like didn't translate well. Yeah, I can uh, see that. There were some like tonal, like where I feel like a lot of the joke was in the, like their delivery. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's lost with. Uh, it's literally lost in translation literally lost in translation yeah yeah that's next week's movie (laughs) it might be it's on the list oh god that'll Um, be really funny if we pull that up if that's what's (laughs) calling it um but yeah i mean you have to definitely be in the mood for this type of movie and uh i feel like it maybe could have been shorter just because it didn't like 
definitely could have been shorter. It definitely could have been like an hour and 40 minutes when it's like two hours long. Yeah. Or like even like an hour and a half. Like it, it could have like gotten the, the point and like the themes across without like a couple of the scenes. Like it, it's hard. I like it had like a karaoke scene. That was great. It had, <laughs> so, the, really the, liked... so, so, so the first musical number that happened. So, okay. The, the main plot of this movie and just watch it. If you want to watch it, we're going to spoil it. Who cares? Uh, the, the plot of this movie is that the this family is running a hotel and they're like just turn their house into this hotel and they're just trying to get new new customers but people be keep on coming and they be dying they're right? dying and like so seemingly like suicide some of them like the one yeah it was weird and it's it, it turns out that it's a curse from the land that they're living on or something or another like ran normal horror movie kind of stuff you know and but when they find the first body, that's when the first musical number breaks out and it becomes this hyper-realistic, like not hyper-realistic, like it changes tones so quick in that yeah. first musical number that I just laughed. Like I couldn't help but laugh because it's so overly dramatic. I think it's supposed to be though. Like, no, it's, it's great. It's jarring. Yeah. Well, it's he, okay, like... so here's the thing as well, because it is jarring, but every, almost after every single musical number, there's like a small period of time where the song ends and everyone's just sort of looking around awkwardly or like, yeah, the, oh, it's I like, love, why, like, why did that weird... music just happen? Like that. It, it's like, it's saying that the musical is only happening for the movie, but in these characters lives, like there's no musical, like they're just awkwardly and it's standing around. And there was just so many little things that like, it was, it's very, there's like a lot of like imagery that like, I don't even know if like tied together, like you figured out what it was. Like I remember one of the scenes I really liked was them at, it was like near the beginning. They were like eating like breakfast or lunch or something mm-hmm. at around the dinner table. Maybe it was just dinner, I guess. Uh, and they were watching the TV and there's like this like guy in a wig, but they, I don't, I don't know if it was, it, it looked like, I don't know. I don't know who he was, and I don't remember. It, he reappeared a couple times. I, I really like hearing that. you trying to describe this. I don't know. No, 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 but, no, I'm not laughing at you trying to describe this. I think that was just hearing you, like hearing you try to talk about this scene is you've been so all over the place, but it's not because of a you thing. It's just a it, this movie thing. The scene is so weird. But the dialogue was really like, it was really real at times, like when they were eating dinner in that scene. Like they were like, laughing like one of the kids was like laughing hysterically about something kind of stupid and they were all kind of mm-hmm. like laughing about it too and it like i don't know i, I felt like that <laughs> scene like the family that feel like they did the family really well like i like like i enjoyed the characters no, the, the family's done really yeah the family's done really well that they have like legitimate bonds with each other you learn a lot about the family you learn a lot about how the family interacts and there's a lot done there and it's it's like I said, it's a, there's a good backbone to the movie, you know, and then because of that, it allows all this weird stuff to happen, which is yeah, I just very there, interesting. There's a few. It's, it's, it almost feels like there's a few too many subplots like <laughs> that like happened throughout it, but I don't. I'm know. I'm trying to like, think. I don't think so. I just mean because like I don't ma- know, maybe like, the whole lo- so yeah, much. maybe just the whole like the scene. love. Yeah, there's like just like I don't know. It was just a lot. <laughs> it yeah, did, it tried to. It, it did a lot of like shifts in like what type of movie 
like someone who if someone walked in if a different person walked in in a different scene every single time they would each scene they'd think it was a different type of movie <laughs> yeah that uh to talk about a favorite of mine with this movie i do i really liked the character that played the dad or the actor that played the dad um yeah. because in every song that he's in dancing he's and I don't know if it's him being an, I think it's him just being a really good actor. I don't think it's like casting off the street because this dude's in a lot of movies, but he was acting like that kind of like father character where he, like when he's dancing and he thinks that he's being really over the top with it, but it's like a really stiff dancing movement. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, you can tell that he, that the character thinks that it's this over the top dancing, but it's really, he's the stiffest character dancing out of all of them, but it comes yeah. off as a really endearing dad type dancing. And I think I attribute that to acting 1000%. I don't think that's just like a, they hired somebody off the street. That's like, Hey, just start, yeah. just start dancing. I don't know. Do it. Here's the choreography real quick. Just do it. Like the, the choreography is very natural. Like you're going to move your arms. Like you're running every two beats. Like, it's it's very fun in the choreography sense. Yeah, it's charming. There's some like grotesque, like brutal scenes in this too. <laughs> like it's gruesome. It's a little. In case you didn't know, it's like it's. I think it's rated R. Or I think it has. Yeah. The, that I, I think there's it some. Might be there might have been some booby. I don't know. The, yeah, and there was. Yeah, there's definitely some stuff. But a a then, woman's uvula is torn out in the first scene. Don't show this to your kids. <laughs> The like naked guy that dies and they're lowering from the window. And there's this incredible <laughs> shot where they're like struggling, lowering this guy to the ground outside of the house from the second floor from a rope. And uh, one of them's like, you don't have to be gentle. You can't break them. And then they just let go. And you just see this body just like drop a story and thud like naked on the I don't know if it was still naked at that point, but it just thuds onto the ground. <laughs> and it's brutal. It's like it. I, I assume that it was like a dummy, but it looked good. And it sounded the audio effect. The audio in this was weird. They made some choices. Like you could, I could really single out a lot of like, like, added in like effects and like it is it's i would say it wasn't good but i think it was intentional like, no it's definitely it was intentional like, i would think like you would just hear like over and over again like the the same like sound effect of a cricket chirping or like <laughs> this, they would add little things into the scenes that were really weird and, like things yeah. would happen like important in the scene like just off camera and you'd be like why haven't they like cut to show it like they did some there was some weird like tricks that i don't know if how intentional they were but there were some like choices in this that i thought were like did some cool things i think with a guy that's made 102 movies right it's probably i think it's best to assume that it's intentional um yeah and if it's not intentional it might just be an ah screw it we don't have the time to put something better in this works with the tone of the movie let's do it you know yeah but except imagine me saying that in japanese then that yeah. would be more or less how it goes. But <clears throat> now it's also funny. Like I had talked about this, like really charming thing that I thought about the movie that was legitimately charming. And then you had just talked about a grotesque thing that happened in the movie. And both of these things happen in the same movie. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, I think it's a fun movie. It's definitely like worth a watch. Uh, I, I did have a false I mean, memory. Japanese. Like if you have to be willing to watch the subtitles, which you gotta read nerd. Sure. Yeah. But I, I had a false memory because immediately after watching this, not immediately, but pretty close after watching this movie, I also watched Wild at Heart by David Lynch. 
And in that movie, there's a scene where a character falls on a shotgun and then blows his head off with the shotgun accidentally. And it's incredibly grotesque. And I mm-hmm. thought that happened in the happiness of the categories in my mind, like oh thinking back on the movie, I thought that happened in that movie too, which also would have been just as nutty. Yeah. I wonder how many of my memories are all like mixed around like that. <laughs> how many of my memories are uh, for just like implant, like in something I saw in a movie or something like an imagined story a friend told me that happens to me a lot. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's, the fragility of memory is like you only remember the last time that you had that memory. Uh, yeah. You know? It's wild. But anyway. Yeah, let's, let's not go <laughs> too, too deep into that before we send uh, one of ourselves or somebody else into a panic spell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, happiness of the categories. Uh, I mean, give it a this watch is- if you just want like kind of like a fun, like, 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 it's like Japanese comedy. Like you kind of like, you feel it that like Japanese culture and like the, like excitement mm-hmm. of it. And I, like I do want to say thing, like the, a last thing to sort of say, as yeah. far as the claymation stuff goes, as much as I think that worked like tone shifting wise, cause it was definitely ridiculous and like in line with the movie, I think they used claymation as a way to cover budget costs. Like, oh, absolutely. Because anytime, last... claim, yeah, anytime claymation happens, it's typically like when it's like, oh, here's what we want to happen, but boy, that costs a lot of money. I absolutely did notice that the last scene, the last time they use claymation is just when it started needed to be like crazy effects. Yeah, or, and, and it works, and it's not. Yeah, it's not me knocking the movie. It's just something that I, I like coming up with those little things that I think, like when you notice, like. Oh, I bet this was a problem for the production, and here's how they solved it. I like seeing those quick time sort of problem solving things in movies. Maybe not. And it's all, yeah, it's all about it's about working with constraints, and like they had right. a budget, and they were like still want to like have these scenes and stuff. So I mean, I'm, I'm it's like not the, necessarily a critique. The, the, the classic story is like for Jaws, apparently, and this might just be like folklore at this point in movie history that they wanted to have more scenes of the shark, but they could never get the robotic shark to work so they just had to keep figuring out how to reshoot these scenes yeah and they right, finally yeah. got to work on got it to work on like the scene of the shark that everyone knows mm-hmm. and it works out like it's not a fault of the movies that there was something going on in production and in yeah, fact it's it a case it. where it made it better yeah it's interesting to look at those things that it's it's also yeah. fun to try to pick it out on your own too i think because right? i for sure i think i famously said in the fountain episode that Movies aren't puzzles to be decoded. They're just movies. <laughs> but it's also sort of fun doing that in its own right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I also uh, had a, a real quick an update on like last week's episode was Uh-oh. Batman Begins, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, or la- last episode. But uh, I watched Batman uh mask of the phantasm mask of phantasm Mm -hmm. is an animated theatrical release batman is actually like one of the first batman origin stories Hmm. or like it's not necessarily an origin story but like it was like uh uh, jeremy johns recently reviewed it oh gotcha i heard about it and stuff but i uh i watched it and it was pretty like a, a solid like batman film and it's crazy to think that it was like a theatrical release like Batman film that is pretty well regarded as a solid Batman film. Uh, Hell yeah. That's cool. But yeah, anyway. 
But Sorry. I guess back to it. No, 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 no. That sounds really cool. Um, the if you if you want to go watch the happiness of the Katakuris, uh, go watch it. It's bonkers. Even I don't think we spoiled anything really. I mean, other than I wouldn't know how the wacky stuff it could get into. But you can't spoil the experience. I can't. We can't even right, verbalize it to you right now. You, you, you'll forget about it while you're watching it, unless you're like, I'm going to tell these two guys that I'm I'm not going to forget it. Then you're just a miserable hag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, go watch it. It's on Tubi for free. I. I, this is the first time with Tubi that I had to watch ads, and I did not like that. I did too. It happened like suddenly, and I didn't like yeah. it either. Was not a fan of that because it just popped up, and it was like I, it was a I'm not like one of those people long. that's like, "Dude, you ruined my immersion by putting an ad in there." But like, it totally wasn't set up to have like an ad break there. So like, I think there was one time I like missed a legitimate line of dialogue just because there was an ad break in it. But I suppose but, it was free, so. It was free. We watched we it for watched free. It. And when it comes to this show, if you're able to watch it for free, that's what's best. Exactly. We're not losing money making this episode. <laughs> Necessary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else about this? No, I think that's about it. I think I'm ready to find out the next episode. All right. Let's find out what we're watching next. So if you're new, uh, every week or every episode, rather, Ian and I have a list of movies that we have come up with that we decide to pull from to figure out what our next episode will be. And from that list, we roll a random number generator to figure out what movie we watch uh, as stated at the top of the episode. So we have some updating to do because I think there's four empty slots currently uh, from the past few episodes. I think we have three wins and a watch list to make up for. And I have four recommendations for all four of those. And you can, uh, deny or say yes or no to any of them. Okay. And uh, one second. So I, I sort of, when we come up with these, right, the wins, the losers, and the watch list, the wins comes from the Letterboxd Top 250, which is an aggregated list of all the users from Letterboxd giving their top movies. And it's sort of like the IMDb Top 250. And there's a bottom 250 from Letterboxd, which is also like the IMDb Bottom 250. So that's what signifies the wins and the losers. And the watch list is something that either Ian and I want to watch. So with that being said, Expert. here are the movies that I have. One second. So for the wins, I think we should replace um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire okay. with Grave of the Fireflies. Okay. Um, I think we should replace Some Like It Hot with Pulp Fiction. Ooh. Um, we should replace The Dark Knight with Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Okay. And that, we'll, that's we'll not replace... No. Okay. And we'll replace uh, your the watch list with Speed Racer. <laughs> oh, the watch list being the happiness of the Katakuris. And I think they all sort of translate pretty well, right? Like, the portrait of a, lady, of a lady on fire made me big sad. And from what I've heard, like, the Grave of the Fireflies is supposed to, like, make your dog cry or something. Um, Pulp Fiction doesn't really translate to some like it hot at all, actually. Do we have do we have the Mr. Rogers documentary on here? <laughs> we don't, but we can put that on there uh, next time if All you right. want to. Just a thought. <laughs> or do you want to put it on now? Do you want to I put mean, it I on Six Speed Racer? Uh, if you want, that's fun. 
You're literally the one. Yeah, that let's do it. Ian's choice. I'm executive <laughs> Ian's choice. It's always Ian's don't choice. Don't bring something up and then tell me. I don't know what's your choice if you want it or not. <laughs> when I'm already asking. I'm along for the ride, baby. <laughs> okay, so the unnamed Mr. Rogers documentary that I do not. Isn't it Won't You Be My Neighbor? Yes, is that Won't the You Be Hanks? My Neighbor. Wait, okay, no, so that's not the wrong. Tom. Or is it It's a I Beautiful Day? <laughs> God. Well, so there's the, the, the documentary one. <laughs> why did somebody make a fictional Tom Hanks movie and or a, a, a narrative Mr. Rogers movie and a Mr. Rogers documentary like in the span of two years? Won't you be my neighbor? If the documentary that has like a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Got you. Won't you be my neighbor? Cool. So that's going to be on there. Okay. Do we have any others? I think that's all. Any other any other items to tend to? I'm all so, good. Um, as we stated before, we're going to rig this uh, to come up with Lost in Translation from our discussion from the Happiness of the Catacuries. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can follow us on Twitter, by the way. Oh, no, you're taking my job. You can do it. Oh, you can do it. You can do it if no, you no, like. No, 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 no. Follow us on you Twitter go, at Win, Lose, Watch. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I took your job Ooh. and was entirely unsure if I was capable. <laughs> follow us at Ben Blues Botch. <laughs> I botched it. So, yeah, follow us on Twitter at Win Lose Watch. Go on, Ian. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes, uh, preferably. Yeah. I don't know where else you could review us, but you know, if you just want to like, Tell your Facebook friends about us or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Any, any, Put out some good words. Any movie friends you have, uh, you can do that. But you can also leave us a review on iTunes and we we will rev- we will talk about your letterbox review if you leave your letterbox account in the yeah. five star review. Or any star review. Just review discussion. it. Give us honest criticism if you have any ideas. You know, we can. You want to? You want to? You want to tell us what to do? You can do that as well. Yeah. And how sensual. Yeah. You can email us. Can they email us? What's that? Well, they can email us. At, I don't think we have our email readily available. But winlosewatchpodcast at gmail baby. Yeah, email us. It's a longer one. Email us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so after that whole deal. Um, I have our number generator pulled up. Okay, I have the sheets. Ian, I'm still hoping for a lose because I love me some schlock. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting that energy way. out there. Ian, give me a drum roll. And your number is number 84. Number 84 is... What do we have? Edward. Ed Wood. So oh, the name no Edward E D space W O O D Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. It's on the watch list. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a biopic about the I believe the director by the name of Ed Wood. Okay. Um, it's one Should that I, I watch Ed Wood's films before I watch Ed Wood? Oh. <laughs> no, don't don't. I go too nuts with some of these sometimes where I'm like, I'm gonna watch this entire director's filmography before this episode. <laughs> Don't even put that out in the ether. Okay. Um, from what I've heard, this is a pretty stylistic uh, biopic. Uh, 
again, I don't know much about it. This is like Tim Burton before he got like corporate hack. Uh, but it's, it's interesting. I actually was just talking about this movie this past weekend with, uh, my girlfriend's stepdad because he's also, he's into like older films. And he was talking about this movie specific, specifically. And I was like, Oh, I should get around to watching that sometime. It's from 94. Oh, I'm going to watch it soon. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested. It was on the, it's a watch list movie for anyone. So it was from my watch list. I think it's from, yeah, I assume your watch list. I guess if you don't know where it's from, uh, by default and uh, process of elimination, it's from my watch list. Well, sometimes I have no idea how movies end up on my watch list, but I'm like, I mean, I would put that on my watch list, but no memories exist of me doing so. We haven't had a lose in so long. It feels so good, oh but also gosh. so bad. All right, I'm ready. I miss watching bad movies. <laughs> I guess if, you know, depending on who you ask, they could call the happiness of the categories a bad movie. But yeah. boy, has my bar for a bad movie just been lowered by the three that we've seen so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I, th- I think that's about it. That was a good episode. I'm I'm, I'm ready to watch no, this it was movie. A good talk. Edward. Yeah. Not Ed. Not to be confused Ed with Edward. <laughs> Snowden, Edward not to be confused Jacob. with the movie Snowden. Are we, we're next week, we're watching Snowden. Next week, <laughs> triple feature. We watch Ed Wood, and then you and I each choose a different movie about a different Edward. Snowden and or Colin. And I'm choosing Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. I just watched a real... I was just... like I, wasn't, I didn't watch it, but I walked past... I sat around the TV that was playing... <laughs> you watched enough of it. I sat around the TV that was playing a very bad Twilight. I mean, I don't, I haven't, I don't know. I haven't seen them all. I can't speak for all of them. But one of... Some of the like weirdest and like not greatest directing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll speak for all of them, and I haven't seen any of them. Their dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'll say. There was just like such weird like cuts that were unflattering and weird and like didn't convey emotion like they wanted it to. Yeah. Anyway, don't watch Twilight. Watch Ed Wood. Tune in next episode and we're going to talk about it. Anything else, Ian? Hashtag Team Edward. <laughs> All right. And remember, eat the hot dog. Don't, don't be, be one. one. Bye.